And uh, so wanted to mention that as well. And uh, also thank you to the Nuts for helping with the music as well um, the last couple weeks. And uh, they've just been a tremendous blessing. It's been great to see them. And so I'm thankful for them. Well, John chapter 20, we uh, read and went through the first 18 verses this morning. And I thought what we would do is pick it up in verse number 19 and read down through the rest of the chapter uh, tonight uh, together. Before we do that, let's have a word of prayer and just ask the Lord to show us some things as we get started with this. So let's pray. Lord, we do thank you for um, this Easter Sunday. We thank you for the resurrection and what it means in our lives. We thank you, Lord, for how you worked in Mary Magdalene's life and, and how you worked in our lives as well. Um, Lord, I pray that now as we look at this passage of Scripture that you might open our hearts, open our minds to what you'd have for us. And uh, Lord, we ask that you'd be honored and glorified during this time. In Jesus' name, amen. So John chapter 20 and uh, verse number 18, I'll just pick it up there where it says, Mary Magdalene came and told the disciples that she had seen the Lord and that he had spoken these things unto her. And so remember this morning we talked about how the fact that she was willing to serve the Lord and be obedient to the command that Jesus had given her. So he went and told the disciples uh, everything that she had seen and uh, what the Lord had spoken. Well, then verse number 19, this Bible says, Then the same day at evening, all right? So this is Sunday night, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews, came Jesus and stood in the midst and saith unto them, Peace be unto you. And I just want to stop there and say, so these disciples were, were gathered together in, uh, in this, remember they went to their own home, and uh, they were in this place, and they were uh, locked the doors and, and made sure that they were secure in there because they were afraid uh, they were living in fear. Um, kind of reminds me a little bit of what's been going on in our, our day and age and uh, the scenario we find ourselves here with this pandemic, uh, living, a lot of people are living in fear. Well, uh, Jesus comes and uh, provides some things for these disciples on that very first Easter night. And one of the things, the first thing he provides is his presence. He shows up. Um, the Bible says, uh, the doors were shut where the disciples were assembled for fear. Then Jesus came and stood in the midst. So these doors were all locked. The, the building was secure, but all of a sudden Jesus just shows up in the midst of them because now he has the glorified body. Now he's able to just appear anywhere and walk through walls. Pretty amazing. By the way, the Bible says for those of us who are believers, uh, we're going to be like him when, uh, when he appears, and we're going to have a glorified body as well. So we'll be able to walk through walls. That'll be pretty neat. Well, can you imagine being the disciples there in that locked room and all of a sudden, Jesus appearing out of nowhere. And so Jesus provides, first of all, his presence. And then he provides them some peace. Because uh, the first words out of Jesus' mouth after he arrives there, and uh, this was probably pretty appropriate words, because you can imagine the expression on the disciples' face when Jesus just appears out of nowhere, just poof, there Jesus is. Uh, they were pretty... Uh, disturbed <laughs> is probably a good way to put it. Um, but the first words out of his mouth in the end of verse 19 is, Peace be unto you. And, uh, and God does want to give us peace in this time of, of great fear. 
where a lot of people are afraid. Uh, he does want to offer us that peace. And by the way, as we've mentioned a few times in recent weeks, without Jesus Christ, there is no peace. Um, but if you know Jesus Christ as your uh, Lord and Savior and you have trusted him alone for your salvation, then you can have true peace. Um, and uh, when I was thinking about a verse in Isaiah that says, uh, Fear not, for I will be with thee. Um, one, of the, one of the things that is going to remove our fears when we know that Christ is with us and and he is with us and he was with these disciples there on that first Easter evening so verse 19 Jesus says peace be unto you and so he gives them his presence he gives them his peace and then let's keep reading here in verse number 20 and when he had so said he showed unto them his hands and his side so then he gives them some proof and uh, they were wondering Okay, is this a ghost that we're seeing probably? Is this some type of spirit? Where Are we hallucinating? Are, did we eat too much pepperoni pizza? I mean, what what is it that this, is this really Jesus? And then Jesus shows him the nail prints and his, um, and his side. So he shows him his hands and his side and says, it's me and I am alive. Um, and then the Bible says in verse 20, when the uh, then were the disciples glad when they saw the Lord, when they realized that it was indeed Christ who had resurrected from the grave, they were glad, they were, they were happy because they had received the proof. You know, the, the faith that God wants us to have in him is not just unfounded faith. There is evidence, there is proof out there that does point to the existence of God, that does point to the resurrected Savior. And so... Um, he gives us some proof, and one of the greatest proofs in all of Christianity is the fact that there is an empty tomb. You cannot go and uh, get the bones of Jesus Christ out of some grave somewhere. It's impossible to do because he's living today, and that's the greatest proof of them all. So he gives them some proof, and then in uh, verse number 21, Then said Jesus to them again, Peace be unto you, as my Father hath sent me, even so send I you. So here now Jesus gives them a purpose. And not only just any purpose, but his purpose. The purpose that Jesus had received from the Father, now he's giving to these disciples. And so tonight, as we're gathered around our homes, understand that that same purpose that he gave the disciples so many years ago on that first Easter night, he is giving to us tonight as well. And uh, he's telling us, look, as he has sent, uh, as the Father had sent him, he is now sending us out to go be his representatives, to go be the ones to uh, get the gospel out, to tell others about what Jesus had done for us in his death and his burial and then his resurrection. So he gives us a purpose. And so no matter what job you have, whatever career you have or job title you hold, as a believer, all of us have the same purpose, and that is to be his witnesses. And so he's given us that purpose in our lives. So uh, on top of being a husband, on top of being a father, on top of being a pastor, as a believer, uh, my purpose is to do the will of him that sent the Lord, Jesus Christ. All right, And the same is true for you. And so he gives them a purpose. And then in verse 22, when he had said this, uh, he breathed on them and saith unto them, Receive ye the Holy Ghost. 
Whosoever sins you remit, they are remitted unto them, and who, whosoever sins you retain, they are retained. And this indicates uh, that the Lord gave him the great promise that he would send the Holy Spirit of God um, there on the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2, and that was fulfilled in Acts chapter number 2, that they would receive the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost. And uh, the fact is, when you and I believe on Christ, uh, that moment that we become a believer is the same moment that the Holy Spirit then resides in each and every one of us. So Jesus was God with us, but then when we become saved after, uh, in the New Testament era, then, then it's not just God with us, it's God in us. And that's a tremendous privilege that God would be willing to indwell each and every one of us. And so he gives them this promise that he was going to send his comforter. Um, and then he said, receive ye the Holy Ghost. Okay, and so that was um, that, was that first eat Christ, or I said Christmas night, Easter night. Um, well, verse 24 continues here. But Thomas, one of the twelve, called Didymus, was not with uh, with them when Jesus came. So Thomas wasn't wasn't there at Sunday night church. He didn't tune into the Facebook live at five o'clock when Pastor did it from his home. <laughs> he wasn't faithful to church on on uh, Sunday night, and so he missed out on all of this. Well, verse twenty five, Bible says the other disciples therefore said unto him, well, We have seen the Lord. Like, we've seen him with our own eyes. Believe us. Well, Thomas, and of course he has the name, the nickname Doubting Thomas. Um, That comes from this verse here in verse 25. Uh, He said, Well, except I see in his hands the print of the nails, and put my finger into the print of the nails, and thrust my hand into his side, I will not believe. So he's like, eh, I need to see it with my own eyes. I'm Mr. Skeptic. I'm Mr. Skeptical. Verse 26, then after eight days, so this a whole week and a day transpires after this, uh, his disciples were within and Thomas with them. Then came Jesus, the doors being shut, and once again, poof, uh, appears in this house, in this room that was completely shut. Jesus appears again, but Thomas at this time was with him and stood in the midst and said, Peace be unto you. Then saith he to Thomas, uh, he, of course, God knew all things. He knew what Thomas was thinking. He knew what Thomas had said eight days earlier. And so he said, reach hither thy finger and behold my hands and reach hither thy hand and thrust it in my side and be not faithless but believing. And Thomas answered and said unto him, my Lord and my God. See, Thomas went from doubting Thomas to shouting Thomas. He went from, I don't believe, to, oh, I believe now. I believe. And the question again that I want to ask, and I asked it this morning a couple times, was, do you believe? Do you believe? And verse 29, Jesus saith unto him, Thomas, because thou hast seen me, thou hast believed. But blessed are they that have not seen and yet believed. And uh, all of us who are New Testament believers have never seen the Lord physically. We haven't seen the nail prints in his hands. We haven't seen the the scar in his side. We haven't seen any of that with our physical eyes. Um, But, uh, and and the Bible says, blessed are those who believe and have not yet seen. Pretty amazing. 
And then the last two verses kind of give the whole point to why John wrote this whole book in the first place. The Bible says, And many other signs truly did Jesus in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. So there's a lot of other things that could have been written. Um, in fact, at the, uh, in John chapter 21, verse 25, uh, here's what John had to say. He commented, And there are uh, also many other things which Jesus did, the which, if they should be written every one, I suppose that even the world itself could not contain the books that should be written. So all the things that Jesus did in his ministry, uh, the world wouldn't be able to contain all the volumes written about all that. Um, so the Lord picked out, or, or John, I'm sorry, picked out um, some key um, events in the life of Jesus Christ that point to the fact that the whole reason Jesus came is so that we would believe on him. And that's verse 31 of chapter 20. 20 verse 31 says, But these are written that ye might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing ye might have life through his name. This is why the Gospel of John was written so that you would believe and so that I would believe on the name of Jesus. Have you believed? If you haven't, again, tonight, don't be like Doubting Thomas uh, and, and say, ah, I need to see more proof. Look, the proof is in the empty tomb. The proof is in the fact that Jesus lives today. Will you believe? Will you believe in him? And for those of us who have, again, there's a lot of lessons for us. As we go through a time of fear, um, we can have peace knowing that Jesus is with us. We can have peace, and we should have peace. And then we can also have a, a purpose in our life. And our purpose, you know, sometimes people say, why am I even here? Why do I even exist? Well, you exist as a believer to uh, be his witness, to be his ambassador. You have been given, and I have been given the ministry of reconciliation according to First or 2 Corinthians chapter 5. You and I have a ministry to fulfill, a purpose to fulfill. Um, have you been doing that? How are you doing? Um, I know it's a little different now with uh, the social distancing to be uh, a witness like we have been in the past, but look, God can use us. God is not bound by this social distancing. God is not bound by any of that. God can still use us. And then the promise that uh, he has uh, promised to send the Holy Spirit to reside within each of us is a wonderful promise that each of us need to remember that we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. And we need to make sure that our lives, are, uh, our, our bodies are a good temple, a temple that he's comfortable in, uh, not a temple that he's grieved in or quenched in, but a temple that is an honoring place for him to be. And so... Uh, those are some thoughts that I just wanted to share with you tonight. Um, sure love you. I look forward to seeing, well, again, you'll see me hopefully on Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. I hope you'll plan to tune in for that. Uh, we're going to be in a, uh, in a Psalm, uh, Psalm 63 on Wednesday night, and I would invite you to read that chapter a couple times before then so that you're familiar with that uh, particular passage. But I uh, sure love you very much, and uh, it is a tremendous privilege and honor to be the pastor of Cornerstone Baptist Church. I do not take it lightly. It is one of the joys of my life. Um, I, love being, I love being the pastor of Cornerstone Baptist Church, and I, and I love uh, the relationship that I've built with each and every one of you, and um, it, it is, 
there, there's a hole in my heart by not seeing each of you on a regular basis, but uh, that'll be remedied soon, I, I'm hoping and praying. So anyway, well, Lord bless you. Uh, let's have a word of prayer.